Good evening to November Foxtrot. We are here in crystal clear clarity this week. We are here with no nonsense gremlins. Yeah. Hi, Nick. Hi, James. Even all, even all. Nicky boy, James. Happy New Year, chaps. Happy New Year. Welcome back. And to you, mate. And to you. It's been a good one. Did you have a good Christmas? A lovely Christmas. Very nice. Etten drank far too much. I had gout tablets on standby. Weren't needed, <laughs> like to add. They were not required. Did have emergency yeah. break glass here. Naproxen. Get it in yeah. me. But no, it was all right. That was good. Cool. Evening all Sherwood, Phil. Good day, Phil. How you going? Hi, Phil was the first to message Danny. us. Happy New Year, because it was obviously uh, celebrated slightly earlier. <laughs> Danny Danny dropped me on a couple of Instagrams, and I, I'll be honest with everybody that's messaged me over Christmas, I, I had a complete no-fo break. Um, so a break from work, Charming. break from no and literally, um, bar the event that I did with you, where we just basically went out and had some steak in the woods and shot some guns, um, yeah, wait, wait. that was pretty much the only thing I've done all Christmas. So I will get back to people, um, but I just, you know, it was good. I just basically had fun with Poppy in a new little ghillie suit, which was grand. That's a wicked picture. It's good <laughs> stuff, mate. Even in Rage. Happy New Year, mate. Happy New, Hi, Year, Rage. New Year. I do love you, Danny. Oh, also looked up Roadman today. Um, so I've worked out what one of those is. Partner's a bloody partner, isn't it? Your pal, best mate. Uh, no, so a roadman is um, a person that stands or spends a lot of time on a road. Um, oh, so it essentially is what it black, is. Like a black puffer gilet. A black puffer gilet. Like a puffy black gilet. Oh, I see, like a life preserver. Yeah. Yeah, Are you going to be donning that? Sort of outfit anytime soon, then. Well, I don't know. I mean, Following on from Danny's, uh, Danny and Danny's I... teachings of uh, yeah. the urban, maybe Danny urban and I. Zone. I'll have to like you know, so some sort of event where Danny and I are sif pop and we'll go as roadmen. You remember um, now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and all that jazz. Wasn't <laughs> 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 well, to be able to watch live again. Hey, good man. Loving the guns, uh, Sherwood as well. By the way, mate. Mm. Uh, some of them riffs, some of them paint jobs are looking pretty good, I mate. I do get quite excited when we get the little tag coming. And I'm like, oh, get to go like perv over other people's wife. Wives? You literally just gonna say wives then? I was gonna say weapons. I was gonna say weapons, and at the last minute, I changed it to rifles. Um, Because I thought weapons. I thought perving over other people's weapons might be worse. So I thought, well, I'll change it to rifles, and then ended up stopping on wives. So um, yeah, yeah, cool. We'll go with that. Dig yourself out of that one, Fraser. (laughs) Nick says, is that a new background, Lance? It, it, we, Nick, it is winter time, mate. So yes, the 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 winter majesty of uh, of the forest is um is in full flow, mate. So we've got a bit of snow, a bit chilly in the airloft. So I thought the background should reflect how fucking cold I feel right now. Um, no, I yeah. make myself a cup of tea. I have got a um in our, in our excellent no. no oh yeah, mugs. yeah. I've got um I've got one ready to go. I've got half left in here, and then I've got the nofo mug ready to be uh, filled with um the next the uh New York coffee shop Poundland twelve for twelve for a quid three in ones. So yeah, got that to go. I've got Stanley coming at me ears. There's Stan, big Stan, little Stan. <laughs> I, I actually at the saw him. Stanley, uh, the little Stanley hip flask. Oh, yeah, cool. of course I got that as well. But that's got a uh, Tennessee honey JD in it in the cupboard downstairs. I'm not bringing that up with me because it's just too much of a temptation when you've got to work tonight. <laughs> <laughs> just be like eyeballing it for the entire show. Hi Andrew. <laughs> evening, evening, evening. Oh dear. And I've been looking at the actually Stanley. I've, I never realised this before until. Stumbled across the video. I was watching some stuff on YouTube, lightweight cooking set up, setups for like uh, sort of um, hiking, camping, uh, like stealth camping, bushcraft. Stanley actually do a little cooking pot, 
um, like a nest set. You get like two little um, thermos cups that go inside it. You actually get the cooking pot itself, um, a little lid which clicks shut, um, which can go on like a naked flame sort of thing. Literally, you cook up a little ration pack in. Really good little setup. And they also do like a half size uh, stainless steel cup with little fold out handles. So I've been sort of looking at that, sort of eyeballing it. So I might give that a little shot because that looks very um, water bottle pouch sort of size with a little um, little meth burner or something like that in it. There's a guy done a video about what you could actually, what sort of cooking sets you can make up out of it. It's probably probably no bigger than that. It's probably slightly wider. So obviously it's a bit wider net, but you could get like a small jet boil cylinder in it upside down. Put that in there. You can get the the your your uh, sort of like your gas burner regulator in there. You can get a little bit of food, your spork, um, like a wash rag, and you know the old bushcrafters they love a little scouring pad to clean the pans up on that after. All this little kit inside this little jerry can, sort of this little um, billy can sort of top setup. So, yeah, it's quite tempted. It's all Stanley's doing some good kit. So mm. I might have to uh, have to look look with poos at that one. See, Another thing on the list. Talking about um, various kit and stuff like that. If I'm oh, right. my brewer. <laughs> right, my Pete. guy. Hi, <laughs> 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 Pete. Pete. <laughs> uh, why is this not working? I am. Um, I've been looking up camping equipment, like camping stoves as well. So, um, to give a bit of context, uh, the reason that Lance and I have been looking up a lot of camping equipment recently is um, we're going to be doing some wild camping this year. Um, both as a stag do, which is what his primary reason is, um, not for either of us. Um, no, nope. so we're going to be going as a stag do, but also married the once, a, and that's enough for me. This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is basically as an opportunity to just put kit through its trials, really. Um, mm. You know, we, we try and do that regularly anyway. I mean, we've always been a big advocate on the show of, you know, getting out there, testing stuff. Um, well, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why I've, that's why it's taking the time. We've got a, we've got a, um, a review coming out on the website soon for the for the pairing to BioLite, which I purchased. And obviously, that's why we've not done one like two days later, because we like to give it a good thrashing about, um, put it through its paces and that. So there'll be a, like a blog review going up of that soon on the site. So make sure you check that out. Mm. Why well, you, you talk about cook sets? So uh, this is something I've been finding recently. Is um, So I don't own a jet boil. Um, I have been looking to get one for a while. But this is something called Fire Maple, uh, the FMS X1 camping stove. Uh, it's basically 56 quid, which compared to the 110 of the uh, the jet boil, you know, yep. is pretty much the same thing. Um, now, I appreciate there are some differences. This has actually weighs slightly more uh, than the kind of the comparable jet boil setup. Um, and... I don't have any context of review or anything like that, but I wanted to ask if anyone's had this or know of anyone with this, it'd be quite interesting to get your thoughts on it. Um, I mean, I don't own a jet boil. Mine's the Highlander variant. And I, I can't mm. remember for the life of what it is. It's like the Highlander hurricane or the whirlwind. Or, God knows. I can't remember. But yeah, again, mine was similar sort of price, 50, 60 quid for that. Yeah. And I've had that. It for comes four, in, you can get it in quite a, a fancy color scheme as well. Oh, I love that. Um, I love your pastel <laughs> color. I love pastel. So, but yeah, that's just a thought. If anyone, if anyone's got any experience with that, give us a shout. Um, mm. It'd be quite interesting to find out because, uh, yeah, I've been looking at that. I've also been looking at. Well, actually, this <laughs> should we dive straight into the Q and A because this is one of the questions um, okay, that was popped up. Uh, so this question was: uh, What's on your kit wish list for 2022? Ooh. Um, so I've been looking at basically how to consolidate kit with the same spec. Um, so currently looking to purchase a helium, I think it's a helium X 400 or helium 400 XXL by Trangel all the way mounted equipment. Trangel all the way. What is that in my helium? Is that a stove? Is it? No, it is a a, no, it's not. It's 
not a stove, it's a sleeping bag, basically. Oh. Uh, it's the same as the equivalent to the Snug Pack uh, Camp at Extreme. So I think it's got minus 10 as a comfort rating. Yeah. Um, but as opposed to the Snug Pack, which is three kilograms and looks like the size of that, this is one kilogram and weighs about, uh, looks like about that. But it's got the same wasset properties. What's the. Um, what's well, it's the down. So it's, um, oh, it's actually. It's actually same same thermal properties um but just a lot lighter a lot thinner a lot more mm, compact mm. um basically so okay, okay, one okay. Of those. nice um yeah just because one of the biggest problems i've got with packing my burger is basically the sleeping bag um i, I don't know mm. how everyone else gets everything in their bag if you've got a proper chunky sleeping bag yeah we'll have to do it we're gonna have to do a vid one day because i like i say I've, I've never not struggled to get my kit in a burger and what i need for like sort of like a 24-hour jobby mm. Just it's got you got you got to get in with the knee. In with the knee. Yeah, see, I've done you've that. Got, you've done really that got to get you've really got to get you gotta get angry. You gotta get mean. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta show that bag who's boss, mate. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I mean I I have struggled with it in the past, and I um I'm conscious of like the winter months. Like the summer months I don't generally have so much of a problem just because you have less thermal stuff on you, you know, your, your sleeping kit and stuff isn't quite so bulky. Yeah. Um, but I have noticed for like the more sort of winter months and the like, you know, you... I must admit I'm looking forward to um, to getting back to sort of like the the, the warmer seasons where mm. you know, you know obviously the, the layers there's less of them, you know the bulkier kit can be put away for a few months, um, and you can sort of carry on going back to sort of cutting away and like a, the lightweight setup sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like your yeah. hammock and your in your jungle blanket, and it's like, oh my god, I can get my shelter and my sleep system in a, do you know what I mean? In like a utility pouch almost. Yeah. I'm like yes. That's always good yeah, fun. Because I mean, it's it's ridiculous. You you carry a massive sleeping bag. Um, you need a re fairly decent uh sleeping like pad. It, like it, mate. With, with a good R number and stuff like that. And it's, mm. it's it's just it's just expensive. Just in terms of the amount of weight you're carrying, you've got the extra weight, you've got the extra yeah. bulk. So if you could, if yeah. you can try and reduce that, it just makes it a, a lot more efficient. Basically. Yeah, I mean, and as well, it depends on how how far you want to go with it. I mean, this all goes back to well, this all harks back to our the most milsim is milsim for milsim is to milsim on, isn't it? Really. <laughs> will, um, that will get a better name. It will do, yeah. But I like I quite I must admit I do like I do like That's the, the tagline. But it will have yeah, a yeah, name. yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's it, how how much is how how uncomfortable were you willing to go? Mm. It's, it's, it's leveling up that much. You know what I mean, I mean, in all fairness, do you need a roll mat? No, if you want to sleep directly on the floor or grab yourself a few spruce boughs or some or some bracken and just chuck it down there and make yourself a little pit or a nest like a some old badger for one night that you're going to be sleeping in the woods, yeah, it's probably going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, you probably will get a bit of shut eye. You know, wait up. I mean, if you don't want to take a roll mat, you don't want to take a, like a, a foldable like the um, German infantry. German infantry, not aunt oh, fantry. Aunt fantry is not back for 2022. Aunt fantry is back in is in the past. I can't really concentrate. Whenever I whenever it builds up, and I, whenever I'm going to mention the the half ground sheet or the or the uh, or the sleep pad, I've really got to take my time over German infantry. Just, <laughs> it's become quite an impediment of mine now. <laughs> yeah. I have to but, say, yeah. with uh, for all intents and purposes. I used to say intensive purposes because I never really knew intensive what the phrase purpose, was. Purpose, purposes, purposes, yeah. yeah. So yeah, like I said, it, it just comes about how 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 glampy you want to be, or how how com no, not really. I wouldn't say glampy, but how how comfortable you're, or how uncomfortable you're willing to go. Because essentially, mm -hmm. you could take a bivy bag and your dos bag, and that'd be it. You could sack off the pillow, you could sack off the roll mat, blah blah blah. Maybe not so much in the winter with the roll mat, but you could certainly wouldn't have to worry about a pillow so much. 
But, um, well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm to be honest with you, it's I'm less dependent. How, com- how uncomfortable you're willing to go the season you're going to be taking part in the event in. It's, it's loads, loads of shit that comes into it, loads of elements in there. Yeah. So, things to I guess for much. me, it boils down to if I'm paying to go to an event, I want to be as comfortable as it can be when I do get some shut eye. If, mm. if you've got an actual camping setup, um, yeah, because ultimately, I, I am terrible if I don't get enough sleep. You know, I, I, I get headaches, I wake up grumpy. You know, so the the oh, he's a right mare in the morning, ladies and gentlemen. He's a right mare. <laughs> he's an absolute diva in the morning. <laughs> well, if you made me breakfast, I wouldn't have a problem. <laughs> Giving it all this. <laughs> oh, so the other thing, the other thing I'm looking at getting as well is a, uh, a Thermo Rest sleeping pad. Um, yeah, then I've heard good things about them. Yeah, so they they again sort of pack down to that sort of size. Um, but it's all about our value. So it, it's to do with the insulating properties and how warm it keeps you. And sort of the ground mm. obviously has an element of like heat retention anyway. But if you can get sort of a, a, a material or layer underneath you that doesn't just suck your heat away, then that makes you warmer overall. So, that, you know, combine that with a fairly good sleeping bag um, mm. that's mm. rated for an I mean, those ones we got, um, those uh, Dutch sleeping pads, uh, mm. the ones we got from their Thermarest, whether they're, they're, whether yeah. they're unbranded or not. And they've got Thermarest have supplied them to the Dutch army, but they're a Thermarest sleep pad. Um, they're the quite chunky that. still, aren't they? I mean, they've got the yeah, foam. Still, I mean, I must, yeah, the, the Thermarest, like the civilian sort of style, if you like, they're yeah. very much mummy sleeping bag sort of shapes, sort of wider mm. at the shoulder, tapering down into where the where your feet, legs and feet are. Um, how good that is for when you're in a bivy bag. I mean, obviously, I just like a nice rectangular sleep pad because it keeps the frame, keeps the, the shape of the, of the bivy that you're in. Uh, Square. I'm not. To be honest, with you, I've not really tried a sort of like a torso sort of shaped sleep pad. So I'll, I'll get a comment if you like. But but yeah, they are. I have heard good things about the thermarest, and obviously you can get the different mm. depths as well of them. Some of them are monstrous, but then compact yeah. down small, like you said. Well, to give you an idea, so this is the uh, Neo Air X Therm sleeping pad. Um, I think this yeah, that, is that's one of the, the all the bushcrafters, like, survivalists. Yeah. They, they all hark on about this, so it is good kit. But I mean, to give you an idea of the pack size, that's the pack size. So you actually have one of those on you, I think, don't you? Hurrah! Funnily enough. <laughs> one of my new little per- Not a present for Christmas from anyone, but I did treat myself to a to my Nalgene uh, water container, canteen, if you like. Yeah. Made in the USA, nonetheless, so I will have to refer to that as a Nalgene canteen. <laughs> that is Nalgene a canteen. Nalgene canteen. <laughs> Nalgene canteen. That's a tough one. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> And if you're obviously out doing a recce with that, you have to call it a recon as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just going on a recon. I'm a bit thirsty now. I'm going to have to have some uh, just... water from my uh, good quality Nalgene canteen. <laughs> I'm just I'm just literally waiting for uh, the Rage to come into the chat and just have a shout at us about... No, Rage won't comment because he's currently driving to your house. <laughs> Even that where he's just stood at your window. <laughs> hey, that's fine. If Rage wants to come in, he can have a pint. That's not a problem. Uh, so Sherwood says, uh, I've got a basic camping stove being delivered tomorrow. I want to get out camping this year too. Nice one. Follow me to tag us, tag us in your a little Instagram post. It'd be cool to have a look and see what you've got. Yeah, nice camping. Um, so what are you going for? Basic camping stove there, uh, recon. Is that um got gas? Is that like a solid fuel? I'm guessing Trangia. That's not a basic camping stove. That's that's a legendary. I wouldn't say it's that complicated, though, is it? No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. But it's. I, I, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a nostalgic, lovely piece yeah. of thing. You know, it's a beautiful bit of kit. <laughs> I like. I do like. 
Uh, he's also apparently got a cheeky mission tailors piece of kit coming soon. Ooh, nice! I Again, like Instagram post. Tag us in it. I love. Um, I do love how uh, mission tailors and a few of the other uh, military tailors have got together in their um their guild guild of quality military tailors. That's a quality uh, step forward. That is for all of them. Yeah. So yeah. I wish them all the best with their uh, for the future with that. That was good to see. A lot of the poster tags. I think. I think the idea behind it was that if obviously mission tailors was overly busy, couldn't quite fulfil an order if that or someone's interested in having this done, he can then refer them to another tailor that's in within this guild of like quality, re, uh, quality assured, you know, like military tailors. So that's a wicked idea. I love that. So yeah, all over yeah. that one. I, I, I like to think they've got some like, sort of like love. secret handshake, and you have to like be, you know. Oh yeah, 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 to, yeah. Like... You have to one trouser leg rolled up and turn around three times, patting yourself on the head and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Les says, why not uh, in the summer do a live demo at the site for packing kit? That's definitely something we can do. Um, yeah, mate. Definitely up for that. Here. Yeah, I like that. Just good shout. That's good shout, mate. Yeah. Uh, Nick says, use those vacuum bags to compress bulky kit, Mike Fraser. Yes. So, actually, this was one of the. Um, this, was, this wasn't a gift. This was actually a purchase. Uh, I've been following Paul Messner on YouTube. Uh, so, he's a chap that does a lot of wild camping. Uh, and he put me on to the idea of this. This is a Flex Tail Gear Tiny Pump X. So if you can see, it literally says it on the uh, on the side of here. Incredibly blurry. Yeah. Um, and this is basically a very powerful tiny pump. Sorry. Hopefully that wasn't too annoying. Um, so it's got both an in and out. So you basically you adapt the valves. So it comes with a little carry pouch. Uh, and in here is a variety of valves that you click onto that. So you can put them both on the out or the in, depending on whether you're sucking or blowing um <laughs> sorry uh it's also got a, a little light on there as well uh which has three different light brightness settings and it's all powered by a little usb plug uh literally usb c so just charge that um i know that uh a couple guys from octo i think have also bought one of these they've got the pro um okay. which i think is huh nothing i'm still i'm still giggling about 30 seconds ago sorry okay <laughs> I, was just, um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I think there is like a pro version of this well I, I don't know the differences and I, I don't know how good this is myself um that's an amateur this suck purely, yeah it's just purely just um a sort of a recommendation from this uh this wild camping guy um but one of the reasons that i, I kind of went you know this is something that potentially is quite good um so with uh, i wasn't aware of this actually when whenever you inflate something you're obviously putting uh the warm moist air from your own body into that um, so sorry, <laughs> it is very, Shut up, yeah. at, I'm laughing at you laughing now. Um, so for example, with a sleeping pad, again, if you're, if you're inflating that in any way, you're putting, uh, warm, wet air into there, um, which has two issues. One, it can actually generate mold over time. Um, so if you've got like a foam cell thing in there, that kind of self-inflating, um, you can get mold sort of growing in there. And then again, if you're blowing into it or sucking air out of it, that's, not something you equally, want to be equally horrible. Yeah. Um, and the other the other aspect of it as well is that actually if you've got sort of moist air going into your sleep pad, <laughs> it actually uh it's sorry, Jade. Job, Jade. you're absolutely right. <laughs> Cover um, your ears, my love. Don't you, you if you've got you, you, I don't know, there isn't a different word for moist. I'm sorry, but moist is a perfectly valid word. If you've got warm moist air going into your sleep pad, and moist. that actually lowers the um the thermal rating of your system as well, because it actually, you know. It basically lowers it. It makes it less effective, which means you're inadvertently not going to get as much benefit from the, the, the heat retention and stuff that the pad has. Um, 
So by using like a little pump, I mean you can get the little. I think you've got one of these, don't you? The um the bags that you inflate. You can get a bag that's got a valve in it. So you literally, it's almost like you know you see people at camping where they swing this great sack around and tie it off, mm. and you can just sit in it like an armchair. Essentially, one of them has got a valve in it. So it's only sort of pillowcase size, maybe half pillowcase size. It's, again, you just open it up, roll the end over, and it just blows. Obviously, captured air into the into the into your inflatable pad. But you know whether there's any moisture in the air or not. You know, I don't know. I don't know how that. No, so moisture in the air is obviously yeah. You you you've still you're got not going to get around that, I suppose. No. Yeah. Um. But obviously, you're just reducing the amount that you're putting in from your own body. Um. Mm. Also, I was looking at the bag itself as well. But this of having the suck function. Oh, yeah. Dom. Um. Means Stop it now! Say, All right, move on. Oh, next, on. next, next fucking item. We can't. Oh, There's too much Google on Pondrus with a bloody little little, little pump up fan. Is you've you've created filth from it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. So I mean that that would work well with the vacuum bags. What the, my point I was trying to make is Nick said the vacuum bags. Obviously that's good if you've got a vacuum system at home that you can compress everything. But when you're out in the field, you might not have that functionality. Um, mm. Whereas I was actually using the little pump. Uh, a home yes, the, day, no, yeah. um... the, the, the point that Nick made 24 minutes ago that Mike's now finishing off. <laughs> uh, Andrew Taylor says, XPED mats are way better than firm arrest. Uh, Sin mats are reasonably priced for the world. Oh, yes, XPED. Okay. I, rec- I thought I recognised the name XPED because that's what um, a lot of my stuff sacks or my dry bags are XPED ones, which are very mm. good. Like Mind you, the ones, I got from, the ones I got from Millets are uh, I've found equally as good. I've not had any problems with them tearing or anything. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, Sherwood says that the uh, the little cook says he's getting his powered by gas, but folds away. Nice, mm, interesting, mate. Cool. Is that just? I'm guessing you just got a little regulator, a little orange sort of t- uh, plasticky tub that you can click it into. A little storage tub that comes with it. They're the usual standard ones, aren't they, Mike? You can get them like the triangular yeah. red or a little uh, mango. orange. Mango, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Oh, nice, man. That's good stuff. New stuff. New kit. Love that. Philip Dunn says, Phil, Lord, for fuck's sake, don't stick that drink bottle in the dishwasher. It'll shrink up and the end looking like a dildo. Don't ask how I know. <laughs> well, well, don't put this one oh, in the dishwasher. I should definitely read the comment before reading it out loud live. <laughs> well, this one, don't put this in the dishwasher. I, I'm guessing so. It'll end up like a dildo. Moving on. Uh yeah. Lucky, this was, lucky, lucky for me, this was two for one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, it's going to be a happy new year. <laughs> uh, Ratty says, my post-Christmas credit card debt means my next camping cooker will be a homemade soup can homo stove. <laughs> Fair play, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adapt and overcome, son. That's what it's all about. <laughs> as long as it eats yeah. your food up, mate, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. uh, Sherwood uh, said, yeah, it was a Van, a Van Gogh gas stove. They are nice. good those. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Fair play. Cool. Uh, so, have you got any kit purchases on your list? <laughs> uh, purchases for 2022 to two to two to two. Uh, oh, do you know what? Until I see something that I want, no, not really. There's nothing that jumps out at me that I think, yeah, I need to. Ooh. No, I'll tell you what there is. Actually, I want to get a new liner for my Bergen because I've got a tiny little tear in the sort of like three quarters of the way up. So it's, you know, I could repair it with a bit of duct tape in that for now, but obviously for the compression side of it, to push it down and then keep it airtight, it's not going to have that vacuum seal when you roll the top off. So I do need to get a new canoe bag type thing, which is my Bergen liner. I do need to get a new one of them. But other than that, kit-wise, no. Unless something um, breaks or 
I get you a know, new. For a while, uh, you go to an event, you see something that other people have, and you're like, oh, no. and like I said, it's I haven't st- until I see something that I think I need. I I, I have no in, no intentions of buying anything until. It's the reason watching. <laughs> She knows how bad. I, there's no point in me hiding it anymore. She knows I'm terrible. <laughs> she knows I, I I get tractor beamed into a flash sale. Yeah. She's like, why have you got five more knives? I'm like, <clears throat> well, to be fair, they're cheap. You can get a Bora knife for like seven quid or something. Stop going, stop going through my shit and counting how much stuff I've got. Yeah. <laughs> That's more creepy. Just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, another question we had was, how do you camouflage a campsite? Okay, what an entire campsite or just your oh, well, area? Let's, let's go with like a little uh, two man ba- basher setup. Um, well, I'm guessing it'll be camouflaging it using colors that are already in the environment that you're in, keeping it low camo profile net. as you can. Yeah, camo net, camo net, um, natural foliage as well. Natural, I mean, if you're in a heavy forested area, um, like especially like pine forest, things like that, there's nine times out of ten you get a lot of bracken, a lot of ferns. Around the base of the trees and that, so using a lot of natural cover, um, not over, the, not overdoing it, and certainly wouldn't be sort of like grabbing natural vegetation that from your immediate area. You know, have a good 30, 40 meter walk out, grab a handful from there, handful from there, then bring it back in. You know, try not try not to tread down all the bits and bobs around you, basher and that. If there's much you can leave up, you know. Mm. I know, obviously, then you start cutting one pathway in and out, which sort of anyone can find, but. Um, but yeah, just keep it. If you're using a basher, there's no need to have it like a big A-frame up in the air. You know, try and keep it. If you, you know, keep it as low as you can. As long as you can crawl in there, crawl out. That's what you want to do. Keep it nice and low to the ground. Sort of like I go aim for my basher poles to be no more than sort of between sort of knee and waist height when you're putting the basher up. You know, if you can get the lower you can get it, the wider you can get the sheets. You have got more room when you're sort of laying about. It's a bit of a ball like getting your kit on and out when it's raining, but one of them to suck it up, unfortunately. Mm. But yeah. To camouflage a campsite, it's uh, you, your little, your immediate little area. Yeah, not overly difficult. Just don't overdo it, and try and keep it sort of within keeping of what's already there. You know, I guess from a logistics point of view, almost it's it's a case of also don't have like a massive fire. You know, keep keep noise yeah, to a relative minimum. Noise um, and light disciplines. You know, when yeah. it comes to nighttime, even during the day, the smell of a little fire or stove. You know, that's why them dragon fuel things are such a good blessing because you know they don't give off any smell, they don't give off any smoke. You know, gas burners again, they're good, but then like a jet ball is a lot noisier than a little hexamine burner. You know, mm. you got four guys in the little harbour area using a jet ball at the same time. It's like, it's like a fucking Harrier taking off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas if you've got four dudes using a little hexamine burner with a with a dragon fuel gel in there, it's silent, apart from a little bubbling brook of water as the water's heating up. Yeah. Um don't have you know, don't have one of those little kettles that go, no, no, yeah. Avoid you know, avoid using electric fat electric uh, blowers that you know inflate your your <laughs> your sleeping pads and that. <laughs> Being all stealthy, stealthy. Yeah, the campsite's all Yeah, but to be fair, that, that so wasn't gonna... for a stealthy, stealthy approach. <laughs> was... Could you imagine it though? It'd be like, yeah, let's see, the site's fully camouflaged now. We're, we've 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 infilled uh, completely under darkness. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and inflate my uh, my sleeping pad. <laughs> nice one, Mike. There's me there fair. with my. There's me there with me. No uh, with I was going to say with the uh, contacts on, where you yeah. can't can't freaking hear anything. You're just shouting at me. Mike, <laughs> inflate your sleep pad, and then we'll go. <laughs> what? Uh, on a more uh, serious point, Jade says you can uh, obviously pitch late and rise early. 
Yeah, that's a pretty good rule. I mean, to be fair, if you've not got anything, you know, set up during the day, you're not there's there's less to see, you know. Exactly that, and that, that obviously harks back to like when you first get to your harbour or anything like that. Uh, people sometimes got a tendency, right? Get sit, get the roll mat out, get my dos bag out, lay it all out, beautiful, lovely. But you're not going to bed yet. Don't bother. Do it later on. If all you've got to get out is your sleeping bag and your roll mat, do it later. Don't leave it in your bag. It's all waterproof. It's there. If you've got to go again, then you've got to repack it all for no reason. Leave it yeah. in there till you need it. Then bring it out. And then all you've got to do then is camouflage your burger, which you can just ditch under a holly bush. Chuck your basher mm. over the top of it. Job done. I would recommend. Uh, see. I disagree with you slightly on that. In that I would oh, get no. You would. Bear I with me. You would. So I would recommend getting a sleeping bag out at least a little way before you go to bed because sleeping bags need to loft a little bit to get the. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh. So if you don't right. do that, if you literally get it out straight away and get in it, you're going to be cold. That's all. Literally like talking to my wife. <laughs> Love you. Uh, <laughs> next question. Uh, blah blah blah. What events are you looking forward to attending this year? Well, I've, I've still, I'm still actually, I might message the message in a minute and let you know. AI 500. <laughs> I should try to do that. Phil, for a minute, I'm just going to message her now. Because uh, yeah, so AI 500. Um, I've booked on. Uh, we've got a little group going. So if anyone's interested in joining us, um, we're going to be on the TAN team. Um, so that's the 9th, 10th of April. Uh, it's down in Dover. So it's an old prison, basically, that was then used as a immigration detention centre. Um, they ran an event previously. And whilst it's not a milsim, uh, and I will vehemently say it's not a milsim, um, it is a, it is a half decent event. Uh, you get to play somewhere where, you know, ultimately you probably wouldn't play elsewhere. Um, it's good fun. You get to have a bit of a crack and a laugh. So uh, yeah, if anyone wants to join us, feel free to do so. I can um, put a little link to that on Facebook or whatever. If anyone's interested, just drop us a message, and I can always link it to you. I'm pretty um, sure. It'd be, AI, yes, that's the Airsoft International Magazine. Mm. Um, so I recommend that one. Legion, Legion have got something coming out. Obviously, there's the old, uh, the big fiery or V, Roman V that came out um, recently. So hmm, that should be interesting. I don't Glad, know when that one is. Glad, it's, it's got to be Gladius Five. It's got yeah. to be Gladius Five. It's just where is it? At? Is it Longmore? Is it Bramley? Maybe it's somewhere else. <gasps> I would have thought. I would have thought probably Longmore. Yes. Sorry, I'm I didn't excited. hear what you said. The, the oh, nothing. I was just concurring with you. I was just like, yes. Yeah, I would, I would have thought yes. it was probably Longmore. Um, but it'll be interesting because uh, I genuinely can't wait. And I would imagine it's probably going to sell out pretty pretty much straight away. If it's, uh, an it's o a Gladius, an... Nick, that's with Legion, Legion Airsoft Events. So basically, that's the name of their ops that they've been doing. Their Milsim ops have been like the Gladius series, if you like, Nick. So you've had like Gladius 1 through to 5, potentially now. Okay. <laughs> Uh, James C says, Christ, how much of this have I missed? Didn't get a notification. Ah, oh, that's a shame. Well, Hi, I, I, I'm going to direct you to our technical department, uh, James. Yes, I will. Uh, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do with that information, but I'll um, <laughs> work it out. That sounded really, really ignorant. <laughs> I was expecting you to go, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with that information. Hang on a minute, let me just get it in my pocket here. <laughs> oh, did we? We had some news for James, didn't we? Wasn't there something to be range right? Ah, oh, yes, James. Yes, that was the, there. Was the um, uh, mix-up with the for the Christmas thing, wasn't there? Yes, we basically got another one uh, from Range Right. We, we've had a little chat with them. We kind of explained the situation um, because you were so close. Of, 
Yeah, so basically we, we go we go off the software. So just on my right here, there's basically a little screen that comes up with all the comments as it comes in. Um, and maybe they throw them out of sync. I don't know 100% how it works, but that's what we work to, basically. Mm. Um, but we had a back little flick through the uh, the YouTube as well and a couple other people messages saying that we got it wrong. Um, I didn't get so, it wrong. <laughs> Apparently I got it wrong, but um, we've had a chat arranged right. Basically, James, we'll, we'll see you we'll see you square. See you um, square, won't we? I believe there will yeah, be a, 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 a recce monocular by yeah. from Conus four times magnification on its way to you, sir. When I get them in, <laughs> they are being sorted as we speak. Um, yeah, and no, sorry, James. We've got covered, you know, we're all about we're all good, we are men's of our wordsings, so you will, uh, don't worry, you will not be uh, not be without, you will not be without. Uh, and then, yeah, so basically we've got um, all the rest of the prizes will be going out this week. So say we've sort of had a bit of a break over Christmas and what was the post yep. being as it was and I've got Mr. coronavirus Mr. kicking up. Ratty's pack there and his sling to go. That's all got to be posted now. Yep. I can't remember who run the purse, but the purse has got to be sent out. Danny yep. won the bag. So. Uh, there we go. James C must admit that's the best bit of news I've had since I got diagnosed with COVID. Oh, mate, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, buddy. Oh, shit. Hope it's not too bad, pal. Well, a few Dan from our team had it over Christmas. He had to isolate. He got a he done a PCR test uh, day before Christmas Eve. He got the results back Christmas Day morning, negative. He done a lateral flow test about an hour later, positive. <laughs> Fuck. So yeah, but wish you speedy recovery, mate. Speedy recovery. Chicken soup. Yep. Uh. Okay. Um. Right, uh, next question that we had come in was, uh, if the weather turns really bad during an event, what would you do? A, chuck in the towel to save your kit, or B, plow on through regardless? Oh, there you got to carry how, on. How you? bad are we talking? This, this, I I feel there is a level of cutoff where I would probably go from A to B. I, yeah, I mean, I think if it became a dangerous situation, i.e., like, um, certainly wouldn't camp out in a forest during a a, a, a storm or anything. I mean, who, who's fucking stupid enough to do that? I mean, <laughs> why would you do that? Well, to be fair, I was in the car, so that was fine. Yeah, you do. Yeah, that's just, you were irrelevant at that point when you said I was sleeping I in the car. Just like, <laughs> uh, leave me now. Um, yeah, obviously, if there's a danger, you know, you're talking hurricane level winds and and torrential downpours that can cause flood. I, I don't know, but I I think you'd be very hard pressed to encounter sort of dangerous weather. To call it at the towel at it is. Depends where you are. If you're taking part in something over Dartmoor, Welsh Valleys, where it's got its own microclimates, and you can get one minute it's nice and sunny, the next minute you're up to your balls in fog and you can't see where you're going and you're just sort of like stuck on a hillside somewhere, then yeah, that's a different situation. Um yeah, it'd have to take a lot for me to chuck it in. You know, rain's rain, you know, stuff dries out, your skin's waterproof. You know, all down to your wet and dry drills, isn't it? Mm. I mean, it That's is a bit of a shame when when you get an event and it, it does sort of like the, the weather turns a bit sour. It's um, it, it of course, yeah, no, it's, it, no it, yeah. I mean, sometimes um, it makes it fun um, for a bit. I mean, like that first private event we done, it literally rained all day. I mean, we arrived; it was nice when we arrived. We got set up with the, the bonus was we could get set up when it was dry um, and enjoy most of that the first evening. And then, obviously, when it kick off early Saturday morning, it was just like fucking torrential all day long. I mean, Wayne Fresh Meat loved it. Because he's weird, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I've seen it before. I saw it at an event where you've got guys there in cry gear. You know, this is 
tried and tested stuff by our special forces, by our army, by specialist units all around the world, throwing it through the ringer. Um, and it's built to be trashed. It's built to be thrown through the dirt and this, that, and the other. But it's like, oh, no. I mean, I, I do get it because obviously it's monetary value to that of like 300 quid pair of trousers. I'm not fucking ruining these. But well, don't buy them then. Buy cheaper ones if you don't mind getting them wrecked in the gipping mud, soaking wet. Do you know what I mean? But if you're going to wear that sort of kit, and fucking if, if I could afford to buy that sort of kit and wear it, or warrant, sorry, no, sorry, I'm not, not going to afford, warrant spending that kind of money on kit for this, what I'm doing, you know, essentially, toy soldiers in the woods. Um, man, I'll be rocking it all day long. It's like, well, this is what it's built for. This is why it's this price tag, because it's this stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Or is it not? Then? Am I missing the point or something? I don't know. Well, that's the reason you buy it, isn't it? I mean, you're, you're, you're you buying think it so. effectively run around. Um, you know. I've, I've seen I've seen one particular interesting situation. Oh, dark. Where, Hello, mate. Welcome back. Yeah. There was um, a chap who uh, bought all black kit um, and then refused to basically get it dirty, which was quite an interesting one. Um, mm. Yeah, it's a funny old one. But yeah, I, I mean, for... Um, It'd take a lot for me to chuck the towel in over the weather. I must admit, it would take a lot. I mean, we done that. that was it Gladius three or Gladius two? Where it rained a lot of Longmore. I think that was we, three, wasn't it? And we just smashed that all day long. You know, you chuck your Gore-Tex jacket. We were on over proper the top. sopping as well. We were wet. We were wet. You know, you get it done. Oh. It's what you do. It's, it's you know, it's it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the end I, of the day, you're there. Now we're all really wet. Been... <laughs> I've not? never played airsoft in that much rain though before. That that was proper proper terrible. Mm, um, mm. Yeah, it was wet. It was wet. But yeah, no one went over. It was all good. Got to shoot early tonight. Uh, See you later, Ray. Have a good one, mate. Nick says uh, it's a game, not a fashion show. Walk after all, exactly. Um, yeah, true. So. Uh, Dark says, "Happy New Year, guys. Have a good one." Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yes, I didn't really was, do anything mate. New Year. That would, that would probably be my only thing. Like, we, yeah, uh, we had a quiet one at home, just a few drinks. Yeah. Me and the wife and the kids see the new year in, which is all good fun. All good fun. Uh, next question. By means, by the way, if anyone wants to throw any questions into the chat, um, if people to, you know, feel free. Mm-hmm. It's obviously yeah. as much your show as it is ours. Um, Thomas C makes a good point up there. Um, uh, Mike. Uh, the poor oh, weather, sorry. good drill, fire prep are key. Checking the weather before you go and being adequately prepared is the key. Yes, it is, mate. Absolutely, yeah. Making sure you got all your kit squared away for most eventualities. You know, even in, when it, in the middle of summer, spring, summertime, you'll always chuck a Gore-Tex jacket in the top of your burger. You know, weather can turn. We're in the UK at the end of the day. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Highly recommend checking the Met Office um, before you go to an event. And if you don't mm. know the Met Office website, that you can find it in our uh, Intel section on our website. Boom, um, there it is. Last, 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 Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it just, I'm going to come back to Nick's comment in a second, but um, AEGs are obviously the only thing I would be a little bit conscious of when you're running around in the rain. Um, for the most part, wet weather doesn't really seem to affect any of the rifles I've got. Um, no. No, I've but never had a. I've never had a problem. With, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've never had a problem with water ingress into any of the AEGs that I've I've had, and I've we I've used them in some fucking horrendous conditions before. Mm. Proper, but then you just be mindful of it. Do you know what I mean? If you you know you get you get into cover when you can. No, no one's expecting you just lay out there in the middle of the open 
just getting soaking wet for the sake of getting soaking wet. Yeah. You know, there's a building. You if you if you're if you're laying up in an area, get under a tree. You know, grab grab a basher out your day sack, stick it out, something like that, get underneath it. Do you know what I mean? You know, don't purposely get wet if you can help. If you can avoid not getting wet, don't get wet. You know ponchos I mean? are a good one for that. So ponchos are great. No, oversized Gore-Tex jacket you can just sling over the top of your chest rig or your plate carrier. You know, get your arm and you can still you're still able to function sort of in your rifle and bits and bobs like that, you know. Mm -hmm. That's what's great. You know, I've got a double XL Gore-Tex jacket, which literally go over me, go over any uh, thermal layer I've got on, I go over my plate carrier or my webbing set, and it just keep you dry. Just chuck it on, you know. All good fun, all good fun. AEG batteries, how many for an event and storage? So I would suggest it depends on whether you're running uh, a lipo or a um, like a Titan lithium iron. Mm. Um, yeah, so, one. yeah, so the, there's also the NIMH. So, if we cover those first, we'll go NIMH, LiPo, and then sort of the Titan style. So, NIMH, I, I found previously I probably need three for the weekend, possibly. Um, mm -hmm. and that's that's particularly heavy usage. Um, yeah, I've that's never actually run LiPos, so I'm going to defer to you, Lance, on that one. I've never had an issue with it. I mean, like I said, it's different. I mean, a skirmish day, yeah, you could smash a battery and have to change out because because of the sheer rate of fire and the, and the, and the, and, the, and the and the weight of rounds that you're going to be firing, it's completely mm -hmm. different. For a milsim, you know, you, you you know, you could start Friday morning. You might not fire a shot for six seven hours. The only thing that's going to affect the, the the power capacity of the battery is going to be the weather. You know, if it's in the summertime, you've got no worries. If you're in the winter, it will oh, slowly over time it will start to drain it a bit. Titan ones apparently don't. Titan ones will hold their charge, which is why I've got a Titan one, which has got about 6,000 million bajillion amp hours in it, <laughs> which is fucking ridiculous. You know, yeah. there's no need for, to have it, have that much. Well, I mean, sort, the Titan batteries, I've gone through three events on one battery. <clears throat> that one there, yeah. I mean, I, I still, I don't know why I bother charging it, but I still recharge it before I go to it because it's just habit, you know, it's what you do. Um, but I could quite happily use that Titan to run my 249, my M4, and my DMR for the weekend, switching between the three. I mean, I've got a couple of other batteries because it is a ball like, to swap battery out of this one to that one. Um, you know, it's the whole, you know, one is none, two is one, isn't it? I'd certainly take a spare. If you've got one main rifle with a backup rifle, which both use the same battery, two primary weapon batteries, for, in my opinion, would be more than enough for a Friday through to Sunday afternoon um, event, which is like a, like a two, like 40, 36, 48 hour. You, you shouldn't have to change your battery. Uh, I'll carry you, one you around with you, you as well. Yeah, you shouldn't go through any more than two batteries for a, for a 48 hour, 36, 48 hour event, especially in the summertime. I'll be surprised if you manage to drain a battery um, at an event, a Milsim event, unless you've been absolutely caning it, which sort of then sort of like, how was that gameplay? If, you, if you've managed to just kill a battery, mm. then. But then there are, there are some situations where you get particularly you aggressive do, you know. firefights, and it might be you just can't rebomb. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, a, a perfect example of where potentially I could see that happening would be a, like a Vietnam event, the one we done at APOC, where we had where we came under fire at the our fire base at night. I mean, that was just chaos. That was just absolute chaos. I mean, Dell's M60, like we said a few times, we mentioned it, it literally fired itself to pieces over that weekend. There was bolts and fucking springs missing off of it, where it was just like you know, if that had been a real gun, it would have just been liquid hot magma just in the watchtower <laughs> by the end of it, wouldn't it? <laughs> But um, but yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd certainly say no more than two. I wouldn't have thought you'd need no more than two on your yeah. kit. Like one in the rifle, one spare. 
if you've got one in the car or whatever, but then we're sort of trying to get away from the whole forget the car. The car's not there. Forget about the car. There is no car. Yeah. You got to the you got dropped off at the site. Your car's not there, all right? Get that mindset. How do you, um, mindset. How do you carry it on your kit out of interest? I've got a small lipo fire bag. So I've got a bigger sort of bulky square one, which I can which I use for transporting my batteries in because they it's quite they all compact in there nice and tight. Um so there's no they're not banging around or anything in my bag or whatnot. Um, and I always keep them in my gun bag, so it's an easy bit to get to. It's not like buried in the bottom of my bergen, where if something did happen, mm. I'd be like, fuck, fire! It's a quick, like, zip, I can get the bag out, and it's contained within that fireproof silver lipo-safe bag. Um, I also use that for charging as well. So when it, when the battery's on charge, it's inside that silver foil bag with the lead running into the bag um, <clears throat> on a hard surface as well, not on your carpet or anything like that. You know what I mean? Put it on a table, yeah. you know, put it somewhere. Easily to keep... The closer to a window, even better. Because if anything does happen, you can just fuck it out the window. <laughs> and it does happen. Like lipos, it are can a, happen. A nightmare can happen. You know, yeah. lipos are renowned for it. But a battery is a battery. In the day, anything can happen. Do you know what I mean? Anything yeah. can happen to anything at any time. You know, we've had Apple iPhone chargers in walls bursting at flames. You know, I've heard stories about that. Other phones as well, not just Apple. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, the Samsung. I think the Samsung Note or whatever like that. It, it used to just yeah. spontaneously. Anything, you know, anything anyway. is, the electrical current going through it. You know, you know. It can, yeah. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Slightest little bit of damage that you've not noticed, you know. Um, but yeah, for carrying a, a battery on my person, I'll try and avoid keeping it inside like an inside jacket pocket or anything like that. I'll certainly make sure it's in a pouch, uh, whether that's in a, like a like a like a smoke grenade pouch on my plate carrier, or whether it's in a utility pouch on my webbing, or you know, I'll try and avoid putting it in the dangler at the front. You know, that's a you don't really want that going up in flames, <laughs> considering the area that it's in. Like, oh no. <laughs> Those are some yeah, pop nuts. Keeping, keeping it secure, keeping it secure <laughs> making sure it can't, it can't bang around. And the same goes for it in the stock of your rifle. If you've got a solid stock, like 249, M14, you know, that's got a solid stock on it. Even the MP5, some of them, there's a little wiggle room inside them. You know, cut little bits of foam in there. <laughs> My wife just messaged me back about AR500. No. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, just anything to stop that battery banging around, you know, catching a sharp bit of the mould inside the stock or anything like that. You know, it's always good. I mean, in some cases, I mean, my M4, my two four nine, I'm sure I could put a spare battery in there with the well, other. I was battery. just going to say that. Yeah, that's that's one of the advantages yeah. with the with the, the LMGs is the fact that you've got quite a large stock capacity. Uh, yeah, depending exactly on that. what stock you've got on there, like, and I normally sort of keep a spare one in there because obviously mm. then you're not having to worry about it being on your person. You know exactly where it is. I see. Um, yeah, but then I'm going to have to sacrifice my spare Snickers bar because that's what usually goes in there. <laughs> <laughs> keep a cheeky little Snickers duo in there just in case. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Terry says, hi, lads. Sorry, I'm late. I've been chatting to my girlfriend in Latvia. Ooh, Fair enough. get you. <laughs> uh, Sherwood stuff. says, I'm tempted to say for an LMG, can you give pros and cons for LMGs as a whole? Uh, pros, they're fun. They're a lot of fun. They look awesome. They can be... Uh, I was going to say, they can be really effective and light. As in, so it depends on the system that you buy, basically. Mm. So you've got your featherweight LMGs and things like the GMP Stoner, sort of at one end, which is probably looking at about probably five kilograms, three kilograms, depending on which which of the two yeah, you're looking especially at. Especially the featherweight, it's about three, three point five, something yeah. like that. Um, other end of the spectrum, I mean, your your two four nine we were playing with the other day, you know, just it weighs a ton. I know uh, Andy Bob. Uh, regularly on here, his his uh, LNG weighs quite a bit as well. Mm, yes, um, and his his is a his is a power version as well. But because um, mm. 
because of all the metal working parts of the stock sliding rear stock sliding forward onto the body of the gun obviously it's metal it's a lot heavier than like a polymer rear solid stock so all mine's a bit longer at the back it's actually a little bit lighter but yes they're still, they're still a beast you know what i mean and when you've got like a full drum mag on there as well it just only adds to it um but it's a great it's a very effective piece of kit to have and if you've got a team of eight of you you know i'd expect at least especially for a milsim team you know you want at least one if not a secondary someone with a say like mike for example he's got his dmr and his in his m4 and that but he also can run the stoner or the 249 same with myself i've got the dmr m4 um 249 setup um to have two there in, in, a, in an eight-man section is great for when you're doing your pepper potting or you're bounding you know you can split into your two fire teams you've got two lmgs you know which is always great two arcs of fire um, and then like i said they're a very effective bit of kit if they I mean, generally there's a different rule set um with lmgs so it's something to be aware of uh when you're in a skirmish day or sort of speed soft or anything like that from what i've sort of experienced you don't really kind of get any advantage with the lmg you're almost just pure pure detriment you know you've got people running around with box mags and m4s this is know. it a skirmish day everyone's got an lmg essentially ain't they yeah. do you know what i mean the you rate know, of fire on with... some of these m4s and stuff like that is just ridiculous like you know everyone sort of ramps it up and the like um yeah. But then with more film sim, battle sim, mill sim style events, you're probably looking at the LMG kind of giving um actually being able to use that full auto, whereas everyone else might be restricted to semi or, or burst. Um, so it, it kind of depends on the, the situation that you're going into, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's great seeing LMGs being used correctly as long as you're up against other LMGs in like the Op 4 section that are doing likewise, you know what I mean? You know, mm. control bursts. Um, you know, covering an area of effect rather than sort of just pinpointing like that. You know, what I mean, you are you're, you're up. We need you to, to keep the corner of that building pinned. You know, any movement, brrr, few rounds at you, brrr, few rounds at that that top right hand window. Whilst we move around like that, that's what that LMG gunner is there for. He's there to lay suppressive fire. He's not a sniper. He's not a rifleman. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cutting about with a two four nine, you know, around a doorway, and like it's just like, woo, you know. Mm. I mean, you've also got the restrictions of you know. Uh, Legion events, for example, from from uh, recollection, only have like single fire um, when you're moving through buildings. So if you've got a, a, an LMG that's only got a full auto mode on it, um, that's you're obviously back in the a queue, bit of Yeah. So uh, again, with the GMP Stoner, um, it's got both single and full auto. So you know, mm-hmm. if, if you're going in, you can switch that over quite quickly, and it's you know, that's 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 an advantage. Um, yep. I think that I think probably the main one for an LMG gunner is purely ammo capacity. You know, if you're up against people with sort of five, six hundred rounds and you're sitting there with a two and a half thousand box mag, um, potentially with another backup, depending on the rules of the game. Yeah. You, know, you have the ability to out um out ammo the enemy. Uh, mm. if you're if you're literally stuck in a firefight, you can get to a point where the enemy that you're confronting has run out of ammo. Mm. Um mm. But then again, you're thinking of on that side of things. Though, if you if you flip it on flip that on its head, you, you're up against a guy who's say he's in the top window of a building. He's got an M4 X amount of mags on him. He's he's he's, he's dropping out and going bang bang, doing a couple of rounds at you. You're you're, you're then returning fire with two bursts, which is potentially 30, 40 rounds. Yeah. So yeah. his scale of his two rounds to your forty rounds, two rounds to forty rounds. You know, you're you're you will deplete your ammo almost as quickly sometimes as a rifleman, depending on how clever mm-hmm. you are with it. Do you know what I mean? So that's something there to be very like you say, you're there. Um for my personal experience of laying down suppressive fire with a with a with a with an LMG or, or support weapon of some description, you're there to enable the rest of your section to outmaneuver. 
So, you know, suppress an area, outmaneuver, you know, kill, capture, and then push forward through the target. That's that, in my opinion, that's what an LMG gun is all about, as well as looking sex. Oh, Juby, congratulations. Uh, Juby, Mr. Juby got uh, engaged over the Christmas period. So, oh, so congratulations. Uh, many happy returns to him and his uh, lovely wife to be. I'm Wham. assuming that's lots the lady of, in the picture. Lots of lots of quacky ducks. <laughs> lots of quacking ducks for that one. Duck on the menu uh, for the Christmas for the for the uh, wedding breakfast, though, no doubt. Yeah. So says <laughs> when it when it comes to the LMG, I always opt for the clam hammer IG4. The clam hammer, yeah. There's no stopping it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh fresh oh. says, Happy New Year, lads. Sorry I'm late. Um you will be you will be. Do that again. <laughs> Send your gun up a hill fully kitted. Yeah, that's what you get for being late. That's why you got sent up the hill fully kitted with your LMG. <laughs> you were late. Uh, gunners tend to draw fire from the enemy, letting the rest of the team move. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's the thing, isn't it? It's when uh, Terry's also said it's a suppressing weapon for cover. If if you've mm. got the ability that you can just literally have someone just literally spraying left and right, even into a tree line that you're trying to sort of approach on that you can't necessarily see where they are, it just mm -hmm. keeps people's heads down. That's um, it. That's it. Exactly that, mate. Exactly that. Hi, Damien. Uh, next event, cool. Sherwood, you can have, have a crack on the 249. Next event, I'm at, with you, mate. You're more than welcome to have a blast yeah. on the 249. Get the tours out for a play. Uh, right. Next question we had uh, Will you be making any changes to the kit or setups this year? So, this obviously isn't just buying stuff. We're obviously talking about actual loadouts and stuff now. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm guessing, obviously, with the changing season and that, you know, obviously, we're, we're, we're sort of moving into our winter now because my feet are. Fucking freezing up there. I should have put my booties on. Should have put my bivy slippers on. I didn't. I left them downstairs. My boy was wearing them the other day. <laughs> Sitting down, I was like, "Fuck! I could really do with them now." <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it obviously transitioning from sort of the winter into the into the spring, lightening the kit up a bit. Uh, no, no massive ideas of actually changing like the the actual setup of like plate carriers. It is. I'm happy with how it is at the moment. And there's a good chance I probably will change it at some point, but. I must admit, though, I've not been out in the old DCS for a long time. It's been a uh, well, I've been doing so many sort of like the PMC roles and that recently. It's um, it's sort of been on the back burner a little bit. The old the old Warrior chess rig, the ninety one elite chess rig, that's been being rocked quite a lot. And the and the uh, and then and the Northern Ireland chess rig, BPM Woodland one, the British Army one. That's been. The... See, I love a plate carrier when it's cold though, because you get your hands just inside that top bit. So just yeah, yeah, yeah. See, chest, complete, a lot of people say that the love of plate. See, I, in the winter months, so I prefer like having an extra sort of like fleece. Like like a, a merino wool base layer on with like a fleece and my smock and then a, a belt kit like a webbing set. You see, the Emerson they do a um, a sleeve. Have you seen those? They're like no. tights almost. It's like a it's like an arm sleeve. They come in different camo patterns. Um, oh, they got the tattoo. You can get like a tattoo sleeve, can't you? You can get the tattoo ones as well. But they, these come in like a multi cam or like a uh, like That's various cool. sort of camouflage patterns. Um, what can be worn in the summertime as well? So if you've got like a shirt yeah. sleeve on, you can tuck that up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, I'll have to investigate well. if we can get a pair. Maybe we can do it as a giveaway. You could essentially just get like an MTP morph suit. <laughs> <laughs> Running out of the woods. That would be fucking terrifying, wouldn't it? Me and you in a morph suit each. Slap, slap two big googly eyes on the head of it as well. Like, <laughs> that is winning. That is a winner. That's got to be done. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, in terms of kit, I am looking at... I really want to kind of build a MTP multicam sort of webbing set a little bit of more. Mm. Uh, I quite like the battle belt setup, um, and I've used that a fair bit recently. But I kind of, I guess, I want to get to a position where I've got like a battle belt set up with the yoke 
Uh, and then the plate carrier is almost just an extra addition. Um, yeah. Mm. So, you know, you've just, you've just got that scope to have more kit on you. So when you're doing sort of the, the patrols and bits and pieces like that, um, for our, you know, we, we, we've sort of been talking about the most milsimy milsim that you can milsim. Um, it'd be quite good to sort of, rather than have the, the, the kit in the, in the, uh, in the Bergen, um, you kind of got a little bit more on you. But at the same time, I'm conscious of just not adding too much extra weight. You know, I'm already yeah, carrying yeah. around quite a few pounds that I probably shouldn't be anyway. Um, and it's way enough. I mean, if you can afford the belt kit and you're ditching the plate carrier off, I mean, I mean, if it was real still, obviously you're going to have two actual plates in there, which are going to weigh mm. in excess of two and a half, I don't, know, I don't know, potentially five kilograms each. I don't know. I'm not familiar with how much a real plate Terry would probably be able to steer me right with that one. But then you're going to be minusing off the weight of the plate carrier. You're going to have a belt kit on. So you're going to have your yoke, your belt, your X amount of pouches, whatever you're going to fit it in there. As well as your comms and that from what be on your plate carrier. So essentially, yeah, he's weighing it up. I'm, I'm guessing I'm, I'm going to say that a loaded webbing set is going to weigh a bit more than a loaded plate carrier in from yeah. a Milsim point of view. Not real still, you know, because obviously if you've got actual real plates and unless you run real plates in your in your plate carrier for events and that, then if you do fair play, you're a much fitter person than what I am, which is not hard to achieve actually. To be fair, <laughs> you know, you could get out of bed quicker than what I do, and you'll be fitter than me. <laughs> But um, but yeah, it's 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 weighing. I, I personally, I really like a webbing set. You know, it's it, you know if you if you're stopping for sort of twenty minutes, half an hour, you you've got you you've got your comm set on, but you can just undo that, un click that buckle off. You know, drop your belt kit down to your side, easily make up a brew, and just get a bit of like, oh, that's been nice. You know what I mean, it's mm. a bit of a flex up in the woods with the lads, and then uh, when you're ready to go again, just to uh, chuck it back on. It's a nice. You see, yeah, I guess the there. argument. The argument I would make is that unless you're in a position where you don't have a fixed fob, mm. um, it's potentially just a lot of extra kit you're carrying around with you. Um, yeah, yeah, true. You know, if you need a brew kit, you can whack it in a day sack and then you can just dump that if you need to spin it off quickly. Whereas with a your belt setup or a yoke setup or anything like that, that's yeah. a lot. Well, it is your fighting order, isn't it? You are fight, it's your yeah. fighting order. It's essentially going to be like uh, mags, well, your ammo, your pyro. It depends. What, it depends what you. I mean, at the end of the day, it's your weapon set. You can put whatever the fuck you want in it. You could fill it with water if you want to do that entire thing, and just have mags and water, or, or Harry Bow or something. I don't know. Just sloshing your way around the battlefield. It's, it's, it's totally up to you. But you know, I mean, I, I try and sort of stay true to our like a like a like a real steel setup would be. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like your your, your mags. If I've, I mean, I, my weapon set, I've got a commander's pouch on the right hand side, which might me admin bits and bobs. I might put me me nods in there. Me not me not killing there for night time. So I can just take it out, offer it up to my face, or if I've got my helmet, I can click it in and drop it down and whatnot, or stick it back in there. Um, you know, if you add me a bit of like head torch, or you know, my my uh, IFAC go in there. Uh, all, all my mags will be on the left hand side of me. Like I've got a jewel, so I can run six mags out of my webbing, plus the one in the gun. Uh, a couple of water bottles, you know, uh, the, your foot kit, pair of socks, or, or whatever. You know, what I mean, it's, it's variants of massive for a webbing set. You know, all depending on what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? You know, if it's summer months and you know the ground's dry and there's no chance of you going to be dunking into a river or crossing a, a water course or large puddled areas or even like or swampland, you know, you can probably sack off the the foot powder and the spare socks and that into your bergen. Still have them on you, right in, on you on for the event, but obviously they haven't got to be directly on you when you're out in the field. Mm. Um, that frees up that pouch for something else that you might need an extra some extra water perhaps in the summer months. You know, yeah, you know, attach to the, the game as back. well. Yeah, if, um, exactly. you know, if you've got, you know, say your scope is that you have to actually detain prisoners or anything like that and you, you go to the effort of having a detention kit um like the black hoods and all of that then you know 
it, it, it's just all extra stuff in it. But there is a lot of love for the webbing. It's <laughs> lovely, but I mean, it's, it's, it, like I said, the environment as well. I mean, buildings with webbing it can be a bit of a ball lake. You know, I've encountered it, and I'm, 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 I'm not the most streamlined of people without wearing a belt kit. When, when I've got a belt kit on, that only adds adds to the problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Trying to crawl through a little rat run inside a building, you're like, oh! you're like, yeah. push me, push me, push me. <laughs> You end up looking like fucking Ace Ventura when he's trying to get out the back of that rhino. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Terry says webbing is normally £35 when he was in. I don't even know. Do you know what? I might load mine and actually weigh it. Is that loaded? Is that tell? So that's four water bottles and, you know, two two of them and this, that and the other. Oh, tell. I seem so. £35 set of webbing. Okay. Challenge accepted. Must make a note of that. Webbing. Going back to the morph suit, mm. Damien says uh, a two four nine gun aiming low was smart in a morph suit. Oh, yeah, not half, mate. It's when you got full kit on, let alone a bloody morph suit. <laughs> and James, James says a uh, psyops at the next mill sim. You <laughs> two morphs, MTP morph suits. I mean, maybe I that's. I, the I next... don't think anyone wants to see that. Maybe that's the next evolution of uh, of ghillie suits. You know, you you kind of gone with the the string. You've then got the leaf suits, and then the next you, evolution you, you... is literally you're one with the tree. You have to be tree. Where is he? It's completely vanished. Until until they brush past your little twig. Poking out awkwardly. Whoop, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Terry says it's £35 loaded. Hang on. I'm still trying to write loaded webbing set, £35, but I'll keep talk, stopping and talking. I'm like, oh, what am I writing? Loaded James webbing says, set. Just while you're writing, James C says, uh, you spy out your pockets. Fight out of your webbing, or you survive out your day sack and live out your bergen. Mm. So. I like that mantra. Oh. I like that, mate. Hi, Kieran. Kieran says webbing is the only way to go. I hated it when they forced us to use tack vests in cadets. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, a lot of for webbing. We, I say, when I was in the army cadets, we all used webbing set, belt kit, fifty-eight pattern, or or the PLCE stuff later on. Were you actually? Would you have ever been cutting around in plates though? Nah, never. Not not when not when so I was I mean... <laughs> not when I was in son. <laughs> Talk about the army cadets for fuck's sake. Like, so piss helmets when you're in, wasn't it? <laughs> I piss off you twat. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very nice red kit. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Little white stripes across there, you know. Yeah. Uh Damien says day second webbing plus weapon for combat fittest was twenty five kilograms. Day second webbing plus weapon oh. for combat. 25 kilograms and that's a total weight so you're looking at what you've got to be looking at five kilos at least for your uh for your weapon and then the remaining 20 kilos divided between a day sack and a, and a belt kit is that is that is that the minimum weight damien for like for training or tabbing or if you're doing if you're doing a lot of like route marching and stuff like that that's what they you'd be required to have that weight on you you know when like the whole uh you know the uh, selection courses and that when they say we're going to weigh your kit before you go out and if it's below or above uh, can include water. Oh, right. So then you've got water on top of that. Right. Oh, blimey. Learn some stuff tonight. Love this. Loving this. Apparently, that was the eight mile test. <sighs> Fuck it out, mate. Oh, blimey, Governor. That's one thing I do want to improve this year is my, my physical fitness. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm, I'm off the fags. Cigarettes, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! So yeah, I'm off the off the smokes. I'm not. I'm not going to say no to a cheeky cigar now and again. 
you know, we've got we've all got to have our voices. But the real roll ups and that have all gone from Mr. Vape all the we way. We did now. we did have massive stakes at that weekend. <laughs> we did have massive stakes at our little plinking session, didn't we? <laughs> It was cool. I um so uh we, we basically this this plinking session we were talking about earlier, um basically got a new uh, cast iron pan, so it's like a slight concave thing. You literally put it's it on huge top of the dish, isn't it? Yeah. And you literally just we wax some olive oil in there with some garlic and stuff like that and just uh, a few steaks and things. So that, that may or may not be appearing at some future events if we can have campfires there. Um oh, and assuming yeah. that we can take a car there because the thing weighs six kilos on its own. And I am not. I think I personally, I think you need to. Um, I think on the underside, you need to get a handle welded to it, so you could literally use it as a Spartan <laughs> shield while when you're not cooking with it. Yeah, because it I is just, essentially just, a shield. <laughs> just um, just basically put a stencil there and sandblast out the Punisher logo on the base of it. <laughs> Terry, so it's safe to use public toilets again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're safe again, Terry. I'm no longer hunting you down, mate. <laughs> Uh, going back to the um, the webbing, Kieran says it was only one particular company's adults that wouldn't allow us to use our own webbing. Oh, controversy. Contro- controversy. 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 I think controversy <laughs> is the American way of saying it. Controversy. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't even know if that's American. Oh. Uh, question. What role within a mill sim would put you most out of your comfort zone? Um... Wet nurse. I think for me, it's probably a medic. What did you say? A wet nurse. Bit bitty. <laughs> I was playing a civvy pop, wasn't I? They said it would give me extra points. What? You was running around as a wet nurse? Now that, that is psyops right there. I'm not... <laughs> you just coming out the tree line, not even with a rifle, just going... Yeah, bitty, <laughs> bitty. Oh, and you know, you chasing me. You following close behind? I'm sorry, Jade. You, you following be close eye behind eye. in your morph suit with googly eyes? Ooh, bitty. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, <laughs> it was at that point we were asked to leave. <laughs> it was at that point they realised they'd fucked up. <laughs> uh, so, oh, sorry, lads, wrong event. Uh, we'll go back in the head. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, no, I'm for me. I'm guessing like a. I'm going to say, like a proper sniper role. I think I'll be sort of very. I wouldn't say uncomfortable, just like really like out on the depth. Be like I really don't know, sort of the ins and outs here of what I was expecting. So I've never done it, never tried it. I've tried to snipe, but I've never actually done it. Like carried out a sniper role for an event. You know, using a DMR and being a sniper, I think personally are two very different things. Do you think if you um, had all the kit? So say you had like a proper say say silly gilly had come in and he's like right here's your here's your crafted leaf suit um, oh. you know here's here's would, your, I, would, uh, would, would, would I be laying a, on a chaise longue with um when he delivers it yeah if you want that was a weird segue but we'll go with it um okay. and it you know you say, got, say you've got, got trying, trying to get into a chaise longue now on a single chair okay so you've got <laughs> the uh you know the, the rifles all been kitting out and everything like that it, it, it's yep. sort of shooting comparatively well to Meeting grapes. Think, do you think you'd struggle as much? Yeah, because it's again, it's, it, it, it harks back to all the gear and no idea, isn't it? You know, you could dress me up as an astronaut. Doesn't mean I can fly a fucking space shuttle, does it? No, true. 
I feel I, I, the, the, the suggestion I was making rather it was than, certainly, you know, it was certainly um, made, made me more mentally prepared because I'm thinking it, it certainly give you a bit of a confidence boost. <laughs> what? That was quite good. No, that I mean, was quite, quite funny. Yeah, it was, wasn't good, it? Like, it was quite, a good metaphor. It wasn't quite yeah. where I was going with it. I mean, my, my thoughts are that I've probably got a reasonable amount of experience of seeing other people kind of play as a sniper and stuff like that to kind of. Mm. I guess get into the role a little bit. Um, yeah, I think. For I suppose, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm just being more silly than what I need to be. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, for me, the the, the things I, I I know I struggle with. So, for example, being a radio ops, my hearing's terrible, um, and sometimes I have problems like discerning. I, I've done it before. If you've got sort of multiple radios coming into your ears, and then you're also having to like verbal conversation as well, that can it's be a quite a challenging role. It can be. Um, yeah. So that that would be something I would struggle with, but I would say probably the medic is my main. You issue. need to use my ear. Medic needs mate. to be skirting around, doesn't he? And then you physically scream, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Tactical. That's the order of the day. Yeah. I, mean, I tell you what, actually, I'm going to change it. No, the medic, the medic is not as challenging as the radio op. I would say the radio op is probably the worst if you're, yeah being a designated rate but then i run see when, when when we're all out sort of like as a full team i run as a as like the tl and radio ops at the same time i find it a bit odd having a, a separate like it, it, to, to me it's odd having you for example as a radio op and me with the team leader sort of coordinating out on the ground not being able to sort of directly talk to a another tl from another section who's a couple of hundred meters away if more like oh mike can you radio through blah 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 and tell them to when I could just be there doing it myself because you're sort of choreographing your team already. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess I, it gives I, yeah. you less things to focus on, though, doesn't it? Like if you've got guess, someone yeah. that's dedicated to that, they can just basically peg around with the uh, with the radio and they can just go right here. Yeah, we've got a relay message. I'll tell you the message right and relay the response, and they're mm. dealing with that communication. Yeah, I suppose um, that it sort of takes the takes the pressure off making sure the message has got through because that'd be your job. It's, you know, for me to give you the message and then you ensure that it gets to where it's got to go and obviously get a clear, concise response to give Ben back to me. But it's just that it's mm. the to and fro in, I find a bit like, oh, they've just said that. It's like, it's like you're going to fall out of school. You tell him to fuck off. He says fuck off. Well, you tell him he's a dick. You're a dick. Do you know what I mean? It's, all, it's, sort, of, it's sort of like getting rid of that bit. Yeah. And just going, it's bypassing the monkey and going straight to the organ grinder. I'm not calling you a monkey, but you, I'm using the metaphors again. Sorry no, that's about. fine. I'm an astronaut anyway. Oh, you're an astronaut. I'm an astronaut. That'd be weird at a Milsim. So, we, what have we got tonight now? We've got wet nurse, morph suits, and astronauts. Yeah. Brilliant. Terry says, Mike, say again over. So, yeah, see, that's that's something I do struggle with. And I've noticed that when even just doing the podcast, like my mm-hmm. brain gets away quicker than my mouth. So, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking and thinking about what I want to say and it's everything like that. But my mouth's just going and going and going. And I end up just waffling while the brain's well, sort perfect, of trying to per- catch up. Or... Perfect example like earlier referring to pervert over people's wives, wasn't there? Exactly. Exactly. And then it took you 29 <laughs> minutes to, to finish talking about the electric fan that Nick asked. It's exciting. About. I was excited about the fan. Leave it alone. Yeah, but then you turned it all pervy, so we had to move on. <laughs> but it is, it is difficult. I mean, I, I, I don't know about anyone else. I've, I've never had sort of any proper radio training or anything like that. Um, no. So actually trying to movie. give yeah. a coherent message as well, that, that can be quite tricky. Mm. Um, but it's quite beneficial you know, for me at work because we, we have to do it at work. You know what I mean? If we're, we're testing cables that are however long, sometimes you're using walkie-talkies and that, and obviously it's drummed into us when we're doing our actual training for accessing the rail infrastructure and that, but 
how to carry out emergency phone calls, talking to various people in different positions um, within the railway infrastructure to have things isolated or turned off or report incidents and stuff like that. And you have to be, you know, mindful with a phonetic alphabet and, you know, clear, concise communication, repeating things back, you know, so that's sort of been, I mean, 22 years on the railway now. So that's sort of second nature to me using the old mm. lingo, if you like, do you know what I mean? So I do, I do love listening to uh, airsoft airsoft chat over the radio. So, cause like the number of people that kind of semi wing it, <laughs> like, you know, because yeah, ultimately, yeah. Ultimately, there was a meme on Facebook today about that. Amateurs, aren't they? Like, I think it's is it the Alinus Alinus.com or something? They brought some patches out and it was like airsoft thingy hash number one. And it was um uh some dude there doing like um hand signals with semi invented jargon, like oh, I haven't seen stick, that. I'll have to check whiskey, that out. whiskey stick, sugar bun seven, and it, just making up a load of bollocks and doing some weird movement with his eyes yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a PVC patch. It's brilliant, really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, basically, it, yeah. Just yeah. say some weird stuff that sounds army and then just yeah. fucking do a bit gonna of David go Brent. Recon and we're going to go to Alpha 6 by Charlie 4. Uh, That's it, yeah. Negotiating. The, yeah. Bit of David Brent slash baseball pitch dugout. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do, I do. I genuinely do find the hand signals thing to be an interesting aspect. Of, I sort of feel that there are a few basic hand signals that maybe people could... Oh, here we go. Look. I, Bit, bit, just a bit, bit, bit on the, bit more on the standing front. So this was made 9 p.m. last night. So we're uh, we're 24 hours and 13 minutes in. It's still full of water, and it's still <laughs> full of water. <laughs> All right, fucking Mr. Funny. Ha 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 ha. No, it's still very hot water. Which is not bad, and that's yeah. why you only put boiling hot water in your flask, and then you carry your coffees and your tea and your sugar and your milk separately. Yeah, stays nice and clean because it's a ball lake to wash these. Once you've done it once, once you've fouled your flask once, you'll never clean it again properly. Oh, it's the same with any any sort of water bottle or anything like that. Is that you put squash in it? That thing is going to taste like that squash forever. Yep. Or the smell. It's the smell, isn't it? And, especially, oh. and, and, and with your hygiene problems, you're never going to, you know, it's hard enough for you to clean. I hygiene problems. <laughs> I don't, no, you know I don't I mean. necessarily wash my kit, but I don't have hygiene no, problems. But like you struggle to keep... <laughs> no, I didn't mean like that. But you struggle to keep like a water bottle clean that's just have water in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> there, look, at that, look, look at it, look at that. Isn't that yeah. beautiful? Oh, <laughs> actually, that, that reminds me. Just just talking about the water bottles and sort of post post event kit. If you are out in the rain, um, make sure your rifts dry before you put it away. Like the 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 number of rifts I've seen with like um, rusted screws and all of that. That basically just the moisture stays in the gun case or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it's always it's always uh, worth just sort of leaving it out to properly dry. That's it. Yeah, dry rags and kitchen roll. Uh, cheeky little can of air. You can get them pound shop for a quid. The old keyboard mm. cleaner, give it a good spray. You know, even taking the top receiver off, getting the barrel out, giving it a wipe down. Yep, it's always good. Always good practice, especially after a wet event. Always good. Cool. Uh, any more questions for anyone? Ah, Nick says lots of courses out there about door kicking, but I've never seen one about proper radio procedure. Yeah, I mean it would be an interesting one. I, I don't necessarily think you need to have a full because you can obviously do have yeah. radio courses and stuff like that. I don't. I think it's just being clear. You need to do that, but 
I think it'd just be more like you know sourcing a sourcing a, a key points list. So if like um, for example, say Nick was a radio operator, okay, Nick, you need to make a call to zero and explain oh, our lo- who we are, our location, uh, whether we've had an encounter or anything like that, you know, or or, or, or come under fire or, or whatever it may be, and just obviously like the process. You know what I mean, whether it's like um, zero, this is uh, November Papa, uh, and then wait for the response. Zero, blah blah blah. Pass your message. You know where I work, it's a lot of repeat back, so it's clear and they're understood what the, what the what the instructions you've given them. You know, can you repeat that back, please? So they they're clear and concise as to what they've got to do, and you're hundred percent they've not misheard you, and they're not going to send something somewhere else. Yes, yeah, just things. Like, it's just being clear, a bit of confidence, yeah. nice and clear. If you're not sure, just say please repeat. You know, things like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're maybe doing a radio op role and you do struggle with that, maybe little aid memoir cards or something like that might be helpful. It's probably a video. Yeah. If you, I'm sure you went on YouTube. Yeah. Correct. Well, I mean, term. I know you can buy you can buy like the Commander Aid memoir cards and things, aren't you? Off like yeah, um, correct radio terminology, like something like that. There's probably a spreadsheet, or it's probably, probably a list, of, a little, a little, like you said, little, little punch card sort of thing you can get on yeah. um, on Google. Just Google the right stuff. I'm sure it'll come up with some bits and bobs. Yeah. You know, talk to Terry. Okay. He's probably done it. <laughs> Terry says, "Remind me the next time we meet up to tell you the story about what I did to my section commander's flask." I don't want to know. I already know what you've probably done to it. I don't want to know. My mate Gav, when he was in Afghan, his friend of his, well, you can call it friend, work colleague, if you like, uh, bloody bootnecks. Um, whilst Gavin was uh, doing something else, he, he thought it'd be hilarious to unscrew the, the main lid of his camel back, his camel bladder, which was on his belt kit, and put a massive lump of fresh camel shit in there, which remained in there for the entirety of his tour. I mean, he, he actually never found until he actually cleaned his, uh, cleaned his kit. Bleached, didn't it? End of the tour, it was just like white little sticks. Of... <laughs> and he was like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "Oh, that's that big pile of big old lump, big old lump of camel shit from day one." So all them nutrients he was getting throughout yeah. that tour. Bit of fiber. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, a bit of roughage. You have it. Yeah. Don't want to be don't want to be bound up. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, anything else to discuss tonight? Um, oh, gifts. Did you get anything? Anything related for Christmas? Did you get anything? Oh, I got some seal skin. I got some seal skin products. So I um, yeah, I actually, I actually brought them with me to be. You shouldn't have upset me on the seal skin socks. (laughs) Oh yeah, look at them! Wow, are they are they uh, are they fireproof? (laughs) No, they're they're not that level of thermal. Are are Um, they silly gilly fireproof? (laughs) They're not silly gilly fireproof. (laughs) Uh, For those that missed that story previously, silly gilly um was raking around stuff in the fire in his sealskin gloves and then pulled his hand out and wondered why the, the gloves had all melted because um, he said, well, they're, they're thermal. Yeah, <laughs> they keep your hands warm, Ed. <laughs> keep your hands warm, mate. They not be fire retardant, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've got sealskin uh, socks. i also got a, a beanie. So I've actually got a sealskin beanie, so it's like a waterproof beanie, which, you know, can be quite useful. So, Fair play. Nice uh, enough, mate. A few nice. gloves. Got a pair of gloves as well. Impact. Impact. Mechanics, long figured ones. So yeah, good. They're good. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Um, I've got a few bits. So so you know, obviously the sad, terrible news of Poochair falling into the fire and melting. <laughs> but daddy come up top trumps. Brand new Kamui Poochair, the Mark II, MTP. Beautiful. Used it a couple of times already. So very happy with that. So I've got that. 
Uh, I've got these are beautiful. I've had a pick. This is my second pair of these now. Um, the mechanics, soft tan leather, semi fingered, if you like, fingerless. Great pair of gloves. I use them for work and I've used them for airsoft. And they're just literally indestructible. I mean, after four years of, you know, heavy usage at work and events and stuff like that, they have started to fray ever so slightly. But yeah, nice new, new leather smell. Marvellous. I've got them from the wife. Very kind. I got this from my daughter, from my bushcrafting. Nice. Nice little wooden spatula. And actually saw it. She thought of you. Thought of you, Dad. I was like, ah. Because <laughs> the number of events you've come back and gone, we've had to cook with sticks. Yeah, yeah, we've had to cook with shitty sticks that we found in the hedge. I got that for me dad as well. A little bushcraft manual, bushcraft one hundred and one, nice. little book there, a little guide, which is cool. We like that. Um, I think that's it. I'm not missing anything. Am I? No, yeah, that's about it really. I bought myself a little Nalgene bottle and that, little bits and bobs. But yeah, nothing completely airsoft related. But yeah, some uh, some nice little bits and bobs nonetheless. So very happy with that. Very happy with that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Sherwood hmm. says he's trying to make a joke to mix MTP and poo chair, but coming up trumps. It's the MT poo chair. <laughs> the empty poo chair. The empty poo chair. <laughs> it's not... Just stop it now. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. Uh, oh, Nick okay. says no new helmets. Uh, I actually did get a helmet uh, before Christmas. It wasn't really a Christmas present to say, but uh, the lads over at Reaper One um, gave me a little helmet, a cheeky helmet. That sounds rude. <laughs> um, <laughs> All the lads at Reaper One, they all oh, gave it to Mike. They all gave all me a helmet. All um, gave Mike cheeky little helmet. <laughs> yeah, that's quite cool. So proper, proper like uh, ballistic uh, Mitch helmet, which is quite cool. So that's got in the collection. The Mitch Two Thousand, isn't it? I think I've got one of them somewhere over there. Yeah. I've had a nice tidy up in the loft. <gasps> oh, it's now, very I have fun. to say that was probably one of my things I did over Christmas as well, just to sort of give it a bit of a really you, uh, good. Have you got it all night neatly organised? It's 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 not. It's very, it's looking a lot really nice. Um, what I've done is I've actually I had a load of Tupperware tubs. I've literally just gone through. It. I've been really brutal. Some of it I've just gone that fucking bin, bin, bin. So I've done one, two, three, four, four bin bags, plus a couple of crates that were broken and a couple of bits of some packaging and shit. Like you know, you're terrible for keeping packaging of stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, looking really good now. I've got a few more little bits to sort out, and that's all. And then I've got the family camping kit to sort of square away. I've got loads of other bits and bobs to sort, but it's really yeah. The feng shuang is a uh, is a uh, yeah. is much better up here now. Yeah, it's very calming. Cool. I've um I've actually started putting together a box of stuff that I'm going to give away. Um, so it's Ooh. just it's just bits of kit and stuff that I, I just haven't used or sort of just collected over the time. Um, mm. so I know last night I was sort of talking about having a, a little uh, summer summer shindig. Um, just just basically because the last event we did was freaking freezing and there was a storm in the middle of. Yeah, so yeah. it was fun. And it we was wanted great. to do it on our, on our birthday, and and it was then, and that's when yeah. it was. So, so we, we'll, we'll do a, we're going to do a summer one as well. We're going to do a nice do a summer summer, one. summer event. So that which is going to be fun. Um, so we'll, we'll bring some more details out about that when, uh, when we've got yeah. a bit more. And there will be some uh, there will be some events this year at the at the private site as well. So listen out for them for for invitations to to those such things as and when they happen. I'll try and give you as much notice as possible. Mm -hmm. Watch this space. And be prepared. Yeah. Be prepared. As Scar some of the says, conversations we've had about these these events and bits and pieces are quite exciting. They um, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and we've also got some other stuff in the pipeline as well. So we've got uh, a load of guests lined up. Um, sort of conversations being had at the moment to sort of work out our program uh, over the next few months. So uh, hopefully we should busy, have busy, busy. 
interesting people on to have a chat to, um, as well as some other exciting bits and pieces. So, uh, yeah, lots to, lots to look forward to in 2022. Mm. Um, I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, sure, definitely come along, mate. Said, Absolutely, uh, mate. Yes, you must come yeah. down. Must come down. Bring the yeah. bring the bring the boys. Come down. That'd be an open welcome. invite. Um, cool. Right. Well, if we haven't got anything else to discuss, uh, next week we'll be back. Um, I genuinely don't know what we're discussing next week. We haven't really kind of got that far yet. No. Well, we're waiting on a couple of uh, messages back on that one. Yeah. So I don't want to say anything yet until we hear back. So uh, super, keep your eyes focused on the socials. We'll um, we'll ping some messages out about that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And in the meantime, if you've got any ideas for episodes or anybody you want us to talk to. Or get on the show, or just you know, if there's a particular product that you find interesting that you think it's worth having a little chat about, you know, send us a message. You can do so on our socials, which are you can email at novemberfoxtrot at hotmail.com, Instagram is at november underscore foxtrot underscore nofo, Facebook is at november foxtrot nofo, YouTube is www.youtube.com forward slash c forward slash november foxtrot, and obviously there's our website with the contact page, which is www.novemberfoxtrot dot co dot uk or for the rest of the year last 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 dot com <laughs> Such a uh, it does genuinely make me chuckle every time we bring that up oh, um, i love it <laughs> it's cool it's cool um there's obviously a lot of other things going on the website so we're starting a blog section and um, so there'll be product reviews and things on there that you can have a look at uh will be, products yeah. will be stuff that we've bought properly tried and tested um so That's yeah the first one you know because realistically, yeah, you can't. It's very hard to do a review on kit that you've just bought. You know, it's it looks yeah. cool, it looks shiny, but until you've got out and actually used it, you don't know if it's going to be any good. That's um, exactly that, man. I've seen a fair few videos where it's I'm being unboxed sort of thing. It's like, oh yeah, great packaging, like this, that, and the other. Yeah, yeah, but bang, turns on, bosh, bosh, bish, and it's like, yeah, won't use it, yeah. don't get dirty. And then tell me what it's like. Tell me why it's you shit. Know. That's what I always want to know. Why? Why is it rubbish? Yeah. Why shouldn't I buy it? About it? Yeah. But this is a, that's the first one. So have a, it's a it's a write up with a couple of pictures, the pairing two from Olight. So yeah, look out for that one. That'd be the first one up there. With more to follow as well, and we're going to be reviewing kit that we've we've had for like over a year or up to two years, if not longer, um, because now we've got this platform, the website to to do these reviews and, and put them up there. Um, so and it's going to be a genuine, honest review where we've actually used an item of kit for like five, six, ten plus events. And it's still going strong, so yeah, it's um, it's going to be a, a genuinely honest review about a bit of kit. Yeah, and just to clarify again as well, we're obviously not getting sponsored to do any of this. Um, no, you know, obviously, all of the yeah. all no the stuff that we review is stuff that we've bought. Um, and well, there was actually one question I got asked at the weekend, which was um, it's by my brother actually, is the uh, the, the discount codes that we've got on our website. We're not actually making any money from. You know, we're we're no. not an ambassador for that product, or you know. And there's no there's no sponsorship or anything like that. All of the discount codes are purely coming from people and websites and companies that just go, you know what, we're, we're quite happy to give you a discount code, put it on the website, and it just helps build the community on that. So mm-hmm. exactly that. It's really from shops that we've used in the past, or we and we continue to use now um, that we've had good dealings with. We've got we've got good kit from from them, um, and obviously it helps them out. You know, it's, it's another little, it's, it's not like an advertisement as such, but, you know, it, we, we always hark on about Preppers UK or or um, or Empire Airsoft or, or, or whatever the store might be um, on on our shows. So, you know, only, it's only right that we try and source something for you guys to be able to use to your advantage if you do go down that road of getting a bit of kit that we've suggested. 
um, that works well for us. You know, it might not work well for you, but it's certainly the only kit we ever talk about is stuff that we we either like or dislike. And if it's not good kit, then we're not going to stick on the website and say, go and get it because it's shit. So <laughs> that's going to be counterproductive. Um, but yeah, it's it, like I said, there's no monetary gain for us at all. It's just purely helping out us, helping out you, and helping out, obviously, the store that we use for, for genuine sales and purchases. So yeah, it's all good, all good, all good. Uh, last question from Terry, whose rap axe is that in the photos of you on Facebook? Uh, that's my brother's. Um, he recently procured that. Um, he's still in the uh, kind of phase of firing rounds to the hop to get it kind of nicely bedded in. Um, mm. Yeah, It's a lovely bit of kit. It's very nice. It's very nice. It is, it is yeah. a very nice piece of kit. Uh, and Nick says, promotional mugs. These were presents. Asking us to come up with mugs, or or talking about or, yeah, these these were actually we're from. Just, uh... we're, we're just a pair of mugs talking about promotions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these were presents. These were these were birthday presents from the Reaper One Airsoft team, which yeah. were I, I must admit I was hoping the fox's head would have a lovely pair of boobies underneath it, like the old fashioned mug we used to. Have. The the towel would be magically disappear, but yeah, no, they're beautiful. Cracking I was quite happy with pen. mine as it was personally, but uh, yeah. and, a, and a pen, and a pen, <laughs> and a pen, and a mouse mat, and a mouse mat. Hang on, let me show you the mouse mat off. Hang on, yay, <laughs> yeah, boy. There it is. Oh, cross, I banged the desk. <gasps> Camera nearly turned off. Don't do that. Cool, right? Sweet, thanks everyone for watching. We'll be back next week at 8 p.m. Uh, 8 in the meantime, say goodbye, Lance. Goodbye, Lance. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Ciao.